Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing practical truths and convicting topics from God's Word. Join us in striving together to build a stronger love for God and love for others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is your host, Garrett, here with Dalton. And uh, we wanted to have a fun time before we jump into the subject today. Uh, we wanted to do some would you rathers. And so we want you to play along with us uh, while you're listening at home or wherever you're at. And so I want to go ahead and start us off. And uh, Dalton, would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Hmm. I would say all my, all the lights be green. Uh, really yeah imagine imagine yeah. like driving through chicago or, or i don't know I, I i think i have to disagree with you because really i, I feel like, feel like so I, many times i want to i'm like man this light is red yeah but where i don't know where i'm at a lot of the traveling i do is highway okay so i don't hit a lot of lights so i, I could see if you're like in a smaller town or or like doing in-town driving but i do a lot of uh, interstate mm-hmm. driving. So I don't have a lot of lights, but I, okay. first thing I thought of when I heard the, would you rather is like Cedar point. Yeah. yeah. I just not thought that you'd be like, like a, a green, like a fast. You don't pass. Have to yeah. Wait. yeah. You're, you're at a football game, basketball game. Yeah. Just walk right in. You don't have huh. to wait. Uh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I like that one. But do you think you would, but real quick before we move on, like, do you think you would just take for granted, you know, the process, the anticipation, you know, when you can just walk right into line? I feel like there's something nah. like there's a buildup to it, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Nah, I think I, I think I'd be good. I don't know. I feel like at red lights, I don't like red lights, but it gives me a moment to think. You know, mm, just like step text. away for a second. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good one. I, I think I'd go with the. I wouldn't want to stand in line again because I hate standing in line. That's just that's boring. There's nothing good about it to me. All right, next. Uh, would you rather have unlimited? international first class tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants. Hmm. So you can fly anywhere in the world. International first class. Even even the United no States. Yeah. Unlimited yeah. international. I mean, that would be hmm. any type of flight. Yeah. I, or I never have flights. to pay for food. Like, okay, yeah. food at a grocery store or food at a restaurant? Food at restaurants. It's just yeah. food, food at restaurants. So you still I'll have to pay your groceries. International flight. Yeah, I, I think in the long run, I don't know. It'd be, it's probably be pretty close in price. Because you know how, how many times I wanted to take a flight, but then I look yeah. and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'll That's just try. That's true. But you could just hop on there real quick. Um, like I'm flying later on in November um, Yeah. for Thanksgiving. So that would be nice not to have to pay for it. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you on that one because you go any in the world like that. That'd be cool. Go over that to England be. for free. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I, I think I, we agree on that one. Um, next, would you rather <laughs> this? This one was interesting. Uh, would you rather your shirts be always two sizes too big or one size too small? Mm. I would say two sizes too big. Really? Yeah, I think we disagree on this one, too. Really? There's like one of my biggest pet peeves is when I have sleeves, like I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt and it's like the sleeves are super long. 
on a polo on a t-shirt and if i had two sizes too big that would be all the time but i don't know i mean small like you you're kind of like it, look though. like a weirdo a little bit <laughs> like, like i don't know if you've ever had a really tight dress shirt dress oh yeah shirt, but like you yeah. like bend down it you just can't really move that's true yeah and I, I feel like you'll, you can really hide it with a jacket roll up your sleeves or, or something there's a way to hide it yeah yeah it's like I, too small like so what size are you medium large yeah it's medium no <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm like in between it depends on the brand medium large i, I couldn't yeah. could imagine wearing a small you know all the time yeah imagine I know. I know. imagine standing there and your t-shirt like go like doesn't even cover your belt <laughs> uh, i've been there like in college crop top. <laughs> <laughs> can't afford anything so you just wear the same t-shirts you've had since you're 15 there you go um, or a roommate that 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 doesn't buy new dress shirts or uh, undershirts yeah hint hint <laughs> You know who you are. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, next. Would you rather fight an angry 15-foot anaconda? Okay. To the death. So mm. rather fight an angry 15-foot anaconda to the death or 15 angry koalas to the death. Man, am I am I in the open? I mean, I guess you can be wherever you want to be. You're fighting into the I death. I can't run. I have to fight to the death, right? Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, you can't run from. It's yeah, it's to the I, death. I Either like you die fifth, or they die. A 15-foot anaconda, like you'd want to suffocate them or cut cut the head off, but there's no way. Like that that thing's probably a 10 inches thick. I would say 15 koala bears. Yeah, I'm I'm going with koalas. I feel like they're I just. Feel, I feel like you could tiny. punch them really hard. Yeah. Maybe like knock them out, you know, and move on to the next one. Do you remember the Doritos commercial with the koala bear getting punched in the face? No, I don't. All, right. All you listeners, uh, go to YouTube after you're done listening to us and look up Dorito commercial with Koala Bear. With Koala yeah. Bear. Yeah, Koala gets punched in the face. But, they, but they're, little, they're a little feisty, aren't they? I think so. I, I, I think I would do the same. I'd do the 15 Koala Bears because I feel like if you gave it one good punch, you could just knock it out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I just feel like the Anaconda would be hard to like get your hands around it without yeah. it getting its tail wrapped around you i feel like it'd be over pretty quick <laughs> very true I, I think i think you're right yeah. okay last one here uh, would you rather find five dollars on the ground or find all your missing socks if this was a dalton would you rather be would you rather find five dollars on the ground or a million dollars on the ground <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, man. it's not a would you rather it's gonna happen no oh, would man. you would you rather Five dollars on the ground, or find all your missing socks you've ever lost. I would say five dollars on the ground. Yeah, I, I, I would, like would say be $5. more rewarding. Because my that's, all my socks that I've lost, I've already threw the other ones away. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. All yeah. Right, so the, five dollars for you after that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Would you rather stay in prison for 24, 24 hours? Okay. You have to. Stay in prison for 24 hours and win a thousand dollars, or just uh, or just not. So basically, would you go to prison for a thousand dollars? Thousand dollars for 24 for one hours? night, one night for one night. But but you're in an adult prison. You're with everyone with other inmates. Yep. Mm. And they know you only have one day. Mm, no, I do for ten. I'm not doing yeah. it for a thousand. That's too. Yeah, I, I don't think I would either. Yeah, that's that's. That's I'm not gonna tough. take my chances. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not taking my chance there either. I think I'm good. I don't want to go to prison. I'll get a thousand dollars like DoorDashing or something. 
But today we want to talk about pro-life versus pro-choice. Um, this has obviously been a topic that has been debated for years now in our country and has uh, just become such a big issue even in the last few months uh, with the overturning of Roe v. Wade and, and just seeing the after effects of that in different states uh, taking their stance on where they're going to be and putting laws into place to either ban it or uh, reinforce, you know, abortion laws that, that women would have that right. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you probably already know where we stand on this subject. Uh, but really, I would tell you to listen in for the next few minutes that you'd be able to gain some, just some knowledge, some stories, uh, some interesting facts about it, uh, that you'd be able to better yourself as a Christian to combat that uh, when you come across it. Because if you're going to be in any type of leadership in, in a church, whether that be Sunday school teacher, pastor, youth pastor, um, either even a layman in the church, uh, you have to have this knowledge of what the truth is, because truth is quickly disappearing and dissolving. Um, and so Dalton, how about you talk a little bit about what abortion is? Yeah, Garrett. And I think one thing to consider um, Gary, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've seen it all over the news with the overturning of Roe versus Wade this, mm -hmm. this, this summer. And, uh, and I want people to understand that abortion is still happening. <laughs> you know, it didn't, didn't just sure. cease to exist. It just turned it back to the states and, and everyone made their decisions there. And so abortions are still happening. Uh, praise the Lord for the states that have, have made strict guidelines against it. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of talking about abortion, I mean, this is from Webster's Dictionary. The, the modern version uh, of that. And, and the, the definition for abortion is the termination of a pregnancy after accompanied by resulting in or closely followed by the death of the embryo or fetus. And, and just real quick, I want to kind of talk about that definition and uh, just using, looking at the words they use, they use the word termination uh, and that in their own dictionary means end in time or existence. So you're limiting Eliminating someone's time, their existence. Mm. Um, it talks about death. Uh, that is a, that that you know is the end of life, and it talks about fetus, um, an unborn or unhatched vertebrae, especially after attaining the basic structural plan of its kind. Uh, so it, of its kind, so that's after human. So that means you're terminating, you're ending the time, uh, ending the life uh, of a of a baby of a baby child, mm -hmm. and uh, I think just the the wording of it. They try to kind of sugarcoat it, but if you really yeah. look at the words and look at what the words they use means, it just means that they're they're killing uh, unborn children, and I think that's very important to see. And and most of us on this that, that are listening and to this podcast are probably going to be on the same page. But as Garrett said, I do think it's important uh, that you know kind of what you believe and, and kind of know how to talk about this subject, especially in today's uh, society. And uh, here recently, there's been some Christians that, you know, who think abortion's okay and, and uh, kind of hop the fence. And I think you'd be able, you need to be able to give them an answer and be able to talk to them about that because mm -hmm. um, that's important. I believe that the Lord thinks it's a big deal. Um, I don't think he's sitting in heaven thinking, oh, well, you know, it's just it is what it is. They're just going to do what they're going to do. Uh, I think he's very angry about it. Sure. Um, and I think the, the Bible is very clear. Uh, when it comes to unborn children, Luke 2, 5, very popular verse, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Um, notice it didn't say being great with an embryo, a tissue, mm. a parasite, you know, a fetus. The Bible said being great with child. And all throughout the Bible, it talks about 
um, the unborn child being a person. And you think about Jeremiah, uh, the Bible saying, he formed thee in the belly and I knew mm-hmm. thee. Um, and how he sanctified Jeremiah in the womb. And, and that was all while he, while he was, you know, unborn. And I don't yeah. know where the disconnect is, Garrett, maybe, I don't know if you've seen like the videos of people going to mm-hmm. campuses and talking about it, but it's like, if, if they're inside the womb, they're a fetus, but the moment they step outside, they're, they're a child. It's like, yeah. you know, is there a, a special, I don't understand that, you know, is there a special blanket they go through or a veil that's crossed and, and all of a sudden, you know, it becomes something it's not. Uh, sure. you know, at one second, it's a parasite next second. It's a, it's a person. It just doesn't make any sense. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, and I do think you need to know what the Bible says, but also know some practical reasons. And, and Garrett, I don't know, um, you know, how much you talk about this with other people, but I think it's very important, even in our churches, uh, to, to have a clear stand in, in our young people or our teenagers to know exactly why abortion is wrong, where the Bible stands and, and what exactly is, you know, is taking place during that process. Sure. And, and I think the most important thing is, Dalton, that we look at these issues and they're so black and white, right? As a oh, Christian, yeah. we're like, well, how could you ever think that abortion is, is the right way to go? Uh, but our young people, especially, that will soon become the leaders of our church and the leaders of Christianity are taught the exact opposite. And they've, they've just been almost... Uh, brought in a way to where everything is questioned, uh, everything that is known to be true, uh, you have to find your own truth in your own way. And so they're really getting fleeced to believe that some of these things that are absolute truth, I mean, I mean, there's no question about it in the Bible. Uh, 20, 30 years from now, uh, we're going to have to know where we stand on these things, because if we don't, uh, it's going to become a bigger issue. And if we sit back as Christians, you know, we're going to end up right back in the same spot as what we were with Roe v. Wade. And like you said, I mean, it doesn't take away, you know, that abortions are still happening, but it's moving in the right direction. Right. Um, But we're going to end up in the same exact spot because we have a generation being taught that it's okay. Um, So really when I look at the subject of pro-life versus pro-choice, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of abortions. I, I looked up a few statistics before I got on here. Um, 930,000 abortions just in 2020 that were reported. Um, now there's many others that, that are unreported, and that's just in the United States of America um, in 2020. And you have to consider the fact that COVID going on, you know, a lot of people couldn't get in, all, all sorts of different complications that are going on. Um, and, you know, they always have an argument or a rebuttal per, per se for the pro-choice, right? Uh, there's always going to be exceptions to the rules, as they would say. Um, they, we say, you know, it starts at a heartbeat. They like to move it back to, you know, once they have formed fingers and toes and, and all these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, they're going to say a big topic in abortion that it's okay is because of all the women that get misused and, and rape happens And although that's true, that that does happen, that's a horrible thing to happen. Uh, First of all, there's a lot of people out there that would love to have a child that are unable to have a child, and we could find a home for that uh, child that's going to be born. Secondly, uh, 0.5%, 0.5% of abortions happen because of rape. So you're looking at the minority 
a, a vast minority of, of who these category of, of people are that we're fighting for uh, when there's other avenues to take. And really, we're just making excuse for what murder is, right? Um, the Bible tells us, Psalms 139 and verse 13 says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Uh, Job 31.15 says, uh, Did not he that made me in the womb make him, and did not one fashion us in the womb? Uh, so this is showing that obviously God sees a child as being at conception and in, when it's in the womb, it is still a child. It's not just a thing. It's not just a, a form or being a mass that's becoming into a human. Uh, it is a living, breathing thing uh, that is an amazing miracle that God has done for us. Um, and so I, I'd actually heard recently, Dalton, um, someone say this and it kind of just clicked for me because you hear the arguments on, on the other side all the time for pro-choice, you know, my body, my choice, I should have that choice. When you decide whether it's, you know, just a fetus or it's become uh, an actual human being, where's the line. And the guy that was talking, he said, you know, equating abortion to healthcare, because that's what they, they put it as, right. It's a, it's a healthcare. It's a, it's an option for ladies to have a release if they don't have the means or they don't have the situation they ought to. It's, it's a means of healthcare. And he said, abortion, equating that to healthcare is like saying that rape is to lovemaking, right? So, so we're equating things that, that are total opposite. You know, abortion is wrong. It is, it's wrong because you're taking someone's life when they don't have the chance. Um, rape is wrong because you're forcing someone to do something against their own will. Um, but saying they're the exact opposite, it's healthcare, or it's a, it's a gift that God had given to us that is just completely against God's word and uh, completely against what God has given to us. And so, you know, you look at it from a biblical stance. I mean, it's not hard to see, you know, where, where we should stand. Um, but to be able to tell people, you know, that are on that opposite side uh, that maybe in the future are just being miseducated. They, they just don't know any better. Uh, there's people that are ignorant, but there's also people that are going to be in the position where they just don't know any better. And we have to be able to show them what the truth is. Yeah. And I, and I think you can put them in three categories, Garrett. I think there's, you know, the people that are pro-life, pro-choice, and then just the in-between mm -hmm. where maybe they don't really know, or maybe they, they think, okay, uh, I think this abortion is a good thing to do if, if the mother's, you know, has health issues or if it was rape or incest. And they're right there in the middle. And I think that's just, as you said, a very ignorant crowd. And, and that's why we have to tell, tell others, you know, and share, you know, this is, this is murder. This is, mm -hmm. um, this is wrong. And I'm glad you shared that statistic. Cause I have it written down too. And, you know, abortions are statistically selfish for selfish reasons. 88% mm -hmm. of abortions are for social, social reasons. And that's yeah. uh, such as doesn't feel ready for parental responsibility, does not have the money to raise a baby, uh, does not want any more children, a single mother interferes with life plans or goals, parents or partner wants abortion. And then, you know, you have the other reasons, you know, health issues for the mother, 7% and 6.5 other, and then the 0 0.5 rape or incest. So to statistically, abortions, 88% of them, um, this is of the National Right to Life organization, are selfish. It's all about the mother. It's all about 
um, their plans or goals. And that's just a horrible reason, um, you know, to, 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 to have an abortion. And, and Garrett, I, I can't imagine, you know, someone going out and killing another person, you know, and they give one of these reasons. Right. <laughs> it just makes no yeah. sense. No. Um, and again, I think they're ignorant. A lot of people are. And, and I think uh, it's our job to tell them. And you made a good point about, you know, sharing, telling others about why this is wrong uh, and kind of educating our teenagers and uh, our churches is because I, I believe we're in this situation with the LGBTQ plus, you know, minus divided sign, yeah. whatever you want to call it, right. you know, problem because, you know, 30 years ago, it was kind of just kind of tolerated and kind of, but just, you know, just don't say anything and, and we don't agree mm. with them, but um, they're not doing us any harm. And then here we are today where almost everything you watch is just, you just get slapped in the face with it. Right. And I I think this is another thing where we just need to take a stand and we've, we've made some progress with uh, overturning Roe. And I think that's great, but I think there is, there's more to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you look in the Bible and you you see the old Testament, a lot of the old Testament, you see, uh, I believe it was the God of Molech. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I believe it was him mm-hmm. or that false God. And they would sacrifice, you know, babies too. Mm-hmm. And that should yeah. outrage you. But here we are in 2022 killing babies in the womb. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's still crazy. It's still wrong. Um, and, and I think that's um, definitely wild. And, and Garrett, have you read the book by Paul Chapel, it's like a little pamphlet about abortion, and I, I can't find it. I have not. I looked all day for it for the podcast, but it's somewhere in my office. But mm-hmm. this this story right here um, is from that book. But I just want to share it real quick. And you know, I just kind of wrote about this. The story: abortion has robbed society of amazing people. Um, yeah. You know, since 1970s, three, I believe probably over this statistic now i wrote it down but 60 million you know unborn children have been murdered right <laughs> that's a lot of people right but but anyhow the story goes and brother paul chapel put this in his book and so this is for a story he he uh, i guess heard of um and it goes a college professor uh, of ethnics presented a scenario to his students uh a man and this is the professor talking a man has syphilis and his wife has tuberculosis they have had four children. One is dead. The other three have what is considered to be terminal illness. All four children are sick, you know, and, and probably going to die. The mother is pregnant. What do you recommend? And he asked that to the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe the class sat there and pondered and gave different, you know, scenarios to each other. And then finally, after some the discussion, the majority of the class uh, voted by, by, by saying they should abort the baby. Mm. The professor just says, fine, you just killed Beethoven. You know, you know, wow. that, that's crazy. If, if, yeah. if society, it was left up to them, you know, we'd make the wrong decision. That's God's job, not ours. Right. And you wonder how many great people, amazing people that could change the world, that can be used for good, uh, were taken out of this, this world because of abortion. And just how, how, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, by, by, by these abortions. Yeah. It, before you even said that story, I was thinking about a guy, he has no, I would say spiritual, you know, impact in the world, but, uh, a guy that's very talented, uh, Steph Curry was actually a failed abortion. His mom was going to do an abortion. Yeah. And, and it it was failed. Uh, so obviously you can see the gifts and talents that God gave him. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is a professing Christian, but, but I mean, just, just how many other people are out there that could be here, you know, doing something for the Lord or, um, you know, making, 
our society a better place being, you know, teachers in schools and all sorts of things, but they're not here because you took that choice away from them. Um, and it's, it's really the conundrum and, and the double standard on the pro-choice side that it is supposed to be my body, my choice, yet you're taking someone's choice away from them uh, that doesn't have a choice at all. And, uh, and that's just amazing that people think that way. Um, one, one thing that I had read and seen was a doctor back in uh, mid to late 1900s, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s. And uh, his name is Dr. Bernard Nathanson. And he was actually kind of like a founding father for the abortion movement here in America. And he started the very first foundation for abortions rights. And uh, it's called nowadays, it's called National Abortion Rights Action League. And he had started that foundation, still a foundation that runs today. Uh, but uh, he had founded that. Uh, but the end of his life, he actually recanted on everything that he believed. Uh, he had aborted himself as a doctor, uh, over 75,000 unborn babies, and uh, had said that he was completely wrong, that he shouldn't have done that, that he, was, he had sinned against God. He had turned our nation um, against God and, and done some things that uh, he's not proud of, and he wished he could go back and change it. Uh, but obviously, a lot of repercussion came from that. He, he was one of the people that helped get Roe v. Wade you know, instilled in our country. And it got me thinking, Dalton, you know, what, if, what if one of the disciples that followed Jesus recanted for what they believed after Jesus had resurrected? Because that's really one of the biggest things that we have today is because there was 12 men and multitudes that followed after them that saw the, the, the life of Christ. And then they walked away when he died and then he rose again. And then they all devoted their lives afterwards. And every single one of them died for the cause of Christ. But really it would have hurt the testimony of, of Jesus Christ. If Peter walks away, never comes back and says, Jesus Christ was a fake phony. Wasn't the real deal. Wasn't even Jesus who rose from the dead you know, and recanted on all that, that would hurt the faith of Christ. And who knows, you know, if we would even have what we have today. Um, but, you know, the opposite side, we have somebody who is a founding father of this movement, you know, in, in this uh, abortion movement in our country. But yet the man who had kind of helped get it all started is recanting and saying that he did the wrong thing. And you would think that people would wake up to the fact that, man, this is wrong, but it just shows you how much sin can just deceive you. And it can put just a, a sheet over your eyes where you just can't see the truth. And that's unfortunately where we're at in America and across the world is people just can't see the truth. And Satan has lied to them for so long. And that's why it's so important. Um, obviously, you've become a dad, Dalton, and I'll be becoming a, a dad here soon in the next few weeks. And uh, it's so important that we tell our kids the truth and raise them in truth and raise them with the word of God, uh, because we don't know who's counting on them in the future, right? There's, there's, there's a classroom, there's a church. Uh, five years ago, I didn't know where I was going to be. Uh, Dalton, you were sitting in, in your youth group. You actually just went off to college, right? Yeah. And uh, you were sitting in your youth group five and a half years ago, listening to your youth pastor five years later, you're in his position, hmm. you know, in, in five, 10 years, 20 years from now, 
who's counting on our kids to be in that classroom? You know, what youth group is counting on us to raise our children right so we can have, they, they can have a youth pastor, they can have a Sunday school teacher, they can have uh, just a, a faithful person in the church, they can look to a faithful Christian, because that's the reality of it, is it's, our, it's the next generation always coming up. And it, it kind of ties in with this, that, you know, obviously abortion is killing those people that never even had a chance. Um, and we need to do everything we can to give those people a chance. But the ones that we have, we need to educate them mm-hmm. and show them what the truth is and also guide them in truth. And, and so they can be there for the next generation. Yeah. And Garrett, I, I think you're right on, on that. And, and I think about Jaden and kind of his future um, growing up and, and there's no telling what God will do with him and the plan mm-hmm. that he has for him. And I try to remind myself that I have no idea what Lord has for him, what, you know, he wants him to do, but I pray that I, I train him to do the right thing. And we have no idea what, what God has for, for the, these little babies. And, and of course, you know, the unborn babies, um, he has a plan and I think a will for every single one of them, you know, whether they're aborted or not, I think he knows who they are. He knows exactly, uh, you know, their, their plans with what he wanted them to do before, um, you know, this wicked world took them out. And, and I think it's kind of important just to, to know what the Bible says. And I just want to share this first, uh, Garrett real quick. And, mm-hmm course we know in exodus 20 13 it says thou shalt not kill uh, that's pretty basic in 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 christianity and i think most people understand that that's part of the ten commandments but proverbs 6 16 uh, and 17 it says these six things that the lord hate yea seven are an abomination unto him a proud look a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood i think it's important to to note that the lord hates this mm-hmm. uh, it's just not just something he kind of shrugs his shoulder he, he hates the, the shedding of innocent blood. And there's no one more innocent than a baby, especially an unborn baby uh, that's relying completely on his mother um, that has no say so. And in, in anything that happens, uh, he's just, he's completely reliant uh, on, on what the mom does. And, and that's, that's complete innocence. And I think the Lord hates uh, what's going on in, in our world and what's going on uh, in America and just the wickedness has gone on. And I think we ought to pray for our country and pray Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who have a skewed mindset, uh, I, I remember uh, on the news when they overturned Roe versus Wade. There's a, I heard about a um, a reporter. I don't know if it was a reporter or a newscast, but you know, extremely mad about the whole situation. And she said, you know, I, I'm going to go out and I, I'm going to have a an or, immoral relationship with someone that can get uh, this back to where it needs to be. Roe versus Wade. Um, and, and then I'm going to abort that baby just because I can, mm. and just, just, just wicked. And, and we, we need to, to make sure that we, we stand up. Uh, it's not like we're standing up against just something that's harming, uh, each other, like drinking alcohol, even though that's wrong. We've talked about yeah. that. This is hurting someone else and killing. And, and I think we ought to be fired up about it. And I think mm. we shouldn't be so nonchalant. And I think oftentimes I, I'm very nonchalant about it and I need mm-hmm. to be fired up. And I think, Every single person that knows the Lord ought to be fired up. Um, you know, that's wicked, you know, the killing of yeah. innocent blood. And uh, I think it's time that Christians really get concerned about it. Yeah, I think you're 100% right, Dalton. And it goes back to the verse that uh, I'm reminded of in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. And verse 19, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body 
and in your spirit, which are God's. And in first Peter, it tells us that we are to be a peculiar people, um, that we're a chosen generation. And that peculiar doesn't mean weird or odd. Uh, it actually means that you're, you're a purchased property. You're peculiar. You're, you're someone who has been bought with a price that goes along with this verse in first Corinthians. And, uh, it's, it's not our body, our choice. Uh, it's the Lord's. He bought us with a price. And we have to look at the scriptures and see what it says. And clearly you read verses. I read verses to show you that it's not right. It's wrong to murder an innocent child. And it does begin at conception. And, and that child is a living, breathing uh, human being from the very beginning. And God has a purpose and plan for its life, you know, for his or her, her life. And we're not our own body. We are only the Lord's and we have to make sure our, our life honors and glorifies the Lord. And that means stepping up, like you said, Dalton, and speaking up and being fired up for this cause, because this is something that the Lord, I believe if he was in this day and age, he'd be the one leading the charge and uh, he'd be the one that's right up front and uh, making sure that, that we're getting these laws where they should be and getting our country back to where it should be. And uh, he would not be shying away from touching on some of these subjects, even though they might bring unwanted attention, you know, either they might bring um, some quote unquote drama, but you know, that's, that's what it takes to be able to do what's right is to go through scripturally what is right. At the end of the day, not everybody liked the Lord Jesus Christ, unfortunately. And God tells us that, that uh, we're going to have enemies, the, the church and Christianity, we're going to have enemies, but we have to stand for what's right until the end of time. And uh, Dalton, kind of give us your last thoughts, and then we'll end the podcast here. Yeah, um, just kind of my last thoughts, and, and what we've talked about, you know, most of this time is that it's, it's clear and it's evident, and the stats are there to prove it um, that abortion is, is selfish. It's all about um, what we want. It's all about what the the lady wants or what the mother wants, and uh, and it's all about her. But we need to realize, and you read the verses, it's all about the Lord. And this is not our life. This is not our body. This is, there's nothing that we have that, that's ours. And of course, the lost world doesn't understand that. But you look at the reasons and it's selfish. Um, it's not for, for uh, the good of anything, just for the good of the mother and uh, to better her. Uh, and I think that's very important. And uh, Garrett, thanks for letting me be on here. And, and I'm glad that we choose to, to do this podcast. And mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Uh, I definitely enjoy coming on here and you know, I'm just happy to, to have a, an impact and influence with the word of God in, in someone's life and using that to be a help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where they reach out to, if they'd like to, to talk to us, Garrett, maybe you can talk to them, but I can yeah. give you Garrett's phone number. If anyone wants money out there, <laughs> Yeah, uh, right, I think he has right. a lot of money. He just, he wants to be a blessing to you. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of, of televangelists. Instead of you giving them money, Garrett gives you money. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, that's a I'll good give deal. anybody money. Um, but I won't guarantee that it'll work in the store. Um, it doesn't, I don't know if it'll be authorized <laughs> or not, but, uh, I just won't tell you Fresh where I got off the from. press. <laughs> exactly, man. But, uh, yeah, seriously, if, if anybody wants to reach out, not about money, I, I can't give you money, but, um, if you have any questions or, you know, I, I think that, uh, through this podcast, it shows you, um, you know, it's, it's not something that we have. Uh, tons and tons of people and that it'll ever be a famous podcast, but you know, it, it reaches out. And uh, we have people in different countries listen to this. We have people all across this, this country in the United States listen, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and you that are listening, 
you can make a difference. And uh, whoever's in your sphere, whoever's in uh, your life, or maybe even just using your social medias uh, for God, um, you know, reach out to us if, if there's any questions that you have. And uh, we'd love to help you with anything or pray with you about anything if we can. Um, you can go to our Instagram page on uh, Instagram. It's Discover Grace Podcast. And uh, we'd love to help you on that. Uh, but we appreciate you all listening and uh, joining us every single week. Uh, it is a pleasure to be able to do this anytime to be able to share the word of God, um, whether we're standing by an old pulpit or sitting by on a mic. It's always a pleasure to be able to do this. I'm always thankful to be able to do it with my partner in crime, Dalton. And uh, he's <laughs> stuck with me all these years for some reason. I don't know. I guess I'm paying him. I'm paying you enough. Yeah, I'm paying you enough. So anyways, we'll uh, catch you guys next time on the podcast. Hopefully this was a blessing to you and have a great day in Jesus.